0: walk out the door you see someone that you know and they ask you how you are and you just have to say that you're fine yeah. okay. yeah. okay. when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand
1: hello you're listening to you okay hon a weekly advice podcast i'm your host Author of the new, critically acclaimed self-help book, Something Came Up. Self-care through cancelling plans and staying in bed <laughs> crying.
2: Dave. <laughs> and I'm Mona Lisa. Night stalker, Alien. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we're going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I will read the problems, and my spiritual mentor Mona Lisa will do the emotional labour, provide the realness, and guide us to a workable solution, or at least that's how it's supposed to work. I'm going to do the second half of my introduction as well, I hope that's okay. Yeah. We love doing this podcast, and we love you. And we would love to be able to put more time and money into this, but that's not a possibility unless we can grow. If you enjoy this podcast, please do us a huge solid and subscribe, review it, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and recommend it to a friend you think might like it. We'd also love for you to submit your problems. It can be your problem, a friend's problem a problem you found somewhere else, or fuck it, you can even make it up because we never know. To submit, you can tweet us at podcast, you can email us on UOKHunPodcast at gmail.com and if you want to stay 100% anonymous, you can leave us a message at CuriousCat.me slash UOKHun and these links will be in the show description. Fucking fired through that.
2: <laughs> you did, well done. Like
1: a pro. Mm. I should be on the radio.
2: You should. I should be
1: on the radio. I actually shouldn't be on the radio because I have a really fat mouth and I speak quite fartily. <laughs> like I've be- I've become very aware of my own mouth since we started doing this. Mm. And I just I feel like I click like that. <laughs> Even though I don't normally, as soon as I'm on a, a recorded microphone, I can see my mouth like this big sort of fat <laughs> mass at like the bottom Which of my peripheral are, vision, are really? just farting out words. Yeah,
2: because I thought I was the one that was paranoid about how I sound. No, for, I've
1: I wasn't, i was not And now
2: information am. for the listeners: I have never listened to one episode back. Like I don't know. I just like to put this out there and hope it's good. Yes. Um, like I don't realise I've
1: edi- edi- edited her out of every single episode <laughs> so far. It's just me. It's just Dave's podcast.
2: I just cannot stand to hear myself. It's just, I can't. So my voice is awful. I don't know. You got a
1: good voice. You just said you should be on the radio.
2: Yeah, just because I have a face for it.
1: Oh, i I had one of those like sound. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get one of those sound effects. You know that horn's like. Yeah. I'm going to play it there. It's good. Yeah. Good. Uh, Do we have anything? uh, I don't know,
2: but I always have a bit in my in my trail for the podcast called talking points. that Okay, bring up. Let's
1: have like some talking points. Yeah,
2: they they are always empty. I Ah. just I feel like I don't remember the things that I want to talk about.
1: I know every week we're like, oh, we should talk about this on the podcast before we start, and then yeah, it's hot as shit.
2: I it's hate hot as it balls so out much. here. And everyone's all like, oh, it's sunny. And I'm like, I'm oh, a full vampire. Oh, I'm
1: like oh, the, the
2: sun's out. Let's go. Do you know what I hate about it? People
1: act like fucking dickheads. See, as soon as the sun's out, everyone just becomes this like sweaty, naked, selfish animal. And
2: it's really like, it's really like, oh, people are just like, oh, let's do, let's have barbecues and like sit in the park. And I
1: mean, that sounds okay. I
2: know I did sit in the park the other day, but like, to be honest, I still <laughs> hated it. Well, I didn't hate it, but... Part of me just hate, I mean, I hate the sun, but it all goes back to my traumatic childhood with the sun. Like, I had headaches so bad when I was a kid that I, like, had to wear, like, sunglasses and hats. Like, that's why I'm a fan of sunglasses and hats. Really? But it wasn't cool when I was a kid, because I was, like, a weird kid wearing sunglasses. Yeah. You know, like, I could, like, see people's, like, deaths or something, and that's why I had to wear sunglasses.
1: <laughs> yeah, is that, that's why people have to wear sunglasses. Yeah,
2: well, because I stole that from a drama that I watched. I see. She wore sunglasses about because otherwise she could see shadows and there were people's deaths. She was very traumatized but by. it. But you
1: can still see shadows when you're wearing sunglasses.
2: I don't know. I don't know if the logic was fully thought through. I don't was feel that like whole, I thought To be honest, novel. the drama was terrible. The story. Remember, I told you about it. Yes. At the end, there was the old people. They were like they f- fake aged them when they yes. put like old people makeup. It was terrible.
1: full disclosure: <laughs> Lisa does like a trashy Korean drama. Mm. She likes her stories.
2: My stories. And I get really into them and I shout at them.
1: <laughs> you do it and I'm like, From the other room and you're like, am I
2: talking to you? <laughs> talking about stories. Yeah, that happens. That happened. Uh, you just get so fucking worked up by it.
1: You should start drinking again so you could just like sit with like... Yeah,
2: a... no, that's why I don't. It's just a slippery slope from there. Like my new <laughs> yeah. drama that I was watching, it was really good, really good. Until like the third, last episode, just got so shit and I was so angered by it. And I was just like, had to shout at the TV. There's nowhere else I can release that.
1: <laughs> Where else can I release my tensions? You could, you could, it could be talking points in the podcast, things that angered you that you wanted to shout with the TV this week. That
2: yeah, okay, that's true. I mean, yeah, but my TV—I only watch Korean TV, so <laughs> and no one has any basis for it, and people probably yeah. don't watch Korean dramas, and it's so hard to explain because even when the good dramas like sound ridiculous. Like my favorite drama of all time is about a goblin, which isn't a goblin; it's just a man who's like a supernatural being, who like technically falls in love with a teenager,
1: okay, and lives so with a grim reaper. A monster <laughs> is a paedophile. Next <laughs> sounds good. Interested so far. <sighs>
2: um,
1: but the thing yeah. is, it's like you'll, you know, it's like everyone says on like Buzzfeed clickbaity articles, listicles about Korean dramas. You think it's stupid. Then you're like, oh, just watching another episode. Yeah. And then suddenly like you're like an old Spanish lady watching her telenovelas and like, you know, dabbing her fucking tears with a hanky and like, Oh, well, yeah, yeah, completely.
2: Completely. Yeah, you no, know, they are like that. They are completely like telenovelas and you're just like you just get so into them. I don't know. I I guess though, like Buffy was dumb from that mm-hmm. context. Yeah. You know, like a lot a lot of them have, like, supernatural elements or whatever. and You know, Western TV shows, I have that. You know, Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, my yep. nemesis of TV shows. I
1: know, your most hated TV show. It's
2: not actually. It really isn't. It's
1: your most resented TV show.
2: No, it's not. It's just our that most... It, do you think?
1: Well, yeah, because you talk about it, like, probably about three, four times a day you bring it up. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this, uh, oh, this cheese has gone out with it. And you're like, yeah, just like Game of Thrones has passed its sell-by date because it's just tired <laughs> tropes and clichés. And I'm just like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> that is true. That is true.
1: I fucking hate Game of Thrones.
2: Yeah,
1: I do. Um, anything else to report apart from Korean dramas? People should dramas just are watch good? Korean yeah, dramas. Yeah, you should though. actually probably should give them a give him a bash.
2: Yeah, and if you're if you're thinking about watching it, try Goblin. It's the first one. Yeah. Try My Love from Another Star. What's a good entry? Goblin entry drama. I don't
1: know.
2: Try like The Airs for like a teen high school-y drama. I don't know.
1: Well, I definitely think it's worth considering for other people because ultimately, right, everyone's like, ooh, Netflix, Netflix and chill. Ooh, Netflix is bae. But let's be real about this, right? There's like a... What'll happen is every few months there'll be like a Stranger Things or some super hype thing on Netflix and you're like, okay, I'm going to fucking join the hype train and watch that. Oh, I'm going to watch it. Oh, it was brilliant. I want to read those articles about it. Oh, I want to follow all the stars on Twitter. I want to get a T-shirt. But then it's like six months till the next good Netflix thing comes along. And in the meantime, you're just watching like... Marco Polo. Oh, yeah. Or some other pure I mean, yeah. bullshit Netflix original drama just for the sake of it. Branch out. Branch out into the rest of the
2: world. And the good thing with dramas that I like is there's just an endless supply. Also, they only ever make one season, really. I mean, a randomly... I think I did a guide I think I've got an article it's like a guide to Korean dramas an introduction on Shall Fashion Fix Daily should I put it in the show notes
1: yeah okay um, but you'll like, have to remind me to do that occasionally it
2: they have like two seasons but generally it's just one season like 16 or 24 episodes and it just like also they really like to tie everything up at the, the last episode like kind of satisfactory it makes you feel quite satisfied no
1: commitment lots of closure and
2: Perfect. then also they just constantly just spew them out like Korea make fucking so many dramas so you just have this endless supply of different dramas.
1: Alright, so you've convinced me. Let's move on. Yeah. I'll just start with the problems. We should we... probably
2: cut this whole thing out. No, no, we're,
1: no it's, staying. It's, it's staying in there. I need everyone Everyone in the world needs to know what a fucking nerd you are. That is true. So I think we should just move into yeah, the problems. Yeah, just go straight to the problems. too long last week.
2: And no one wants to hear from you.
1: An hour and a half.
2: No, you don't have anything to say.
1: I don't have anything yeah, to say. Yeah, what I'm, is your life? I am like,
2: Greasy hair, bike rides, and that's just your life?
1: Pretty much, yeah, that's, that'll be the name of my autobiography. <laughs> Put that on my gravestone. Here lies Dave. He had greasy hair and he liked to <laughs> ride his bike. That's all, all they've got to say about me. You
2: sounded like Stuart Lee there. Did I? Yeah.
1: High praise indeed. I'm going to move on to the letter now. Go. Okay. <clears throat> Russell, Russell, Russell. Hello, Mona Lisa and Dave. What happened? Everything was supposed to be so different, let me explain. Ever since I was a little girl, I knew I was destined to be one of the greatest, most accomplished, and most celebrated women of all time. I can't live the button-down life like you, I want it all. The terrifying lows, the dizzying highs, the creamy middles. Did you get that reference? It's from a hip television funny called The Simpsons Family. You see, as well as being the greatest politician who ever lived, I'm also hip, trendy, and down with the kids. I even had Tide Pods for dinner last night. 4.20 blaze at hip daddies! LOL. <laughs> I paid a consultant seven figures to teach me these references. Are they landing at all? <laughs> anyway, as I write this letter, I'm currently chilling in Cedar Rapids, gathering my thoughts. Sure. It's been nearly two years since the greatest disappointment of my career, losing an election that I was frankly entitled to win and losing it to a leathery, moronic, sexual predator reality TV star no less, so I need time to recover, emotionally and spiritually. After all, that's the second time in my career I've had my destiny derailed by a braggadocious man, except I'm not even allowed to complain about the first time just because my opponent was black. How sexist is that? You see, despite my obvious charisma and my history of excellent political chess moves, I've still been unable to ascend to my natural position as the most powerful leader in the world, all because I'm a woman. Oh sure, people will tell you, I don't like her because her disastrous and unwarranted neoconservative imperial warhawk intervention in Libya turned the most progressive African country, a country that could boast free healthcare, education and electricity, a roof over your head as a human right and a world-leading literacy rate, into a war-torn slave-auctioning death bowl. But while this is completely true, I think we're all smart enough to read between the lines. understand that this is the same excuse we always hear from these basement dwelling misogynists. They're just mad because they can't get laid. How can I make these terrible, backwards attitudes about me, Pokemon, go away? I'm not getting any younger and there's only a few more times I can run for office, realistically, before I have to resort to plan B, helping my ungrateful, terrible daughter become the first female president. And no one wants that. Anyway, I hope you can offer me some advice. If you'll excuse me, I have some other important business to take care of. I just found a zip file full of top secret documents or a USB pen I accidentally left in Starbucks. I'm going to email them to the CIA from my Hotmail account on this unsecured Wi-Fi connection. Yours truly, Hillary Rodham Clinton.
2: Is that our middle name? Rodham. Rodham? Rodham?
1: Yes. Like a rod made of ham. I got it. Rodham. Got
2: it. So we're finally doing Hillary. Ugh. Dave has been wanting to do Hillary for a long time.
1: I have thoughts. You
2: have thoughts on Hillary.
1: I have thoughts. I also think there is a really interesting part of dialogue we can have about it as well, though. So I think there is like probably two parts talking mm. about, about fucking HRC herself. Yeah. And also, some of my revelations may shock you. Oh really? Yeah. I was thinking about it as I was reading the letter that she wrote, not me. Mm. Um. <laughs> But what do you want to talk about first?
2: I don't know. You Usually, go. You, you feel like you have discussion
1: some... You're supposed to be my spiritual mentor. It's, okay. in the show, it's in the show title.
2: I mean, imagine losing to Donald Trump. That's got to fucking suck.
1: Great, we'll start Do you think politics. she
2: wants yes. her daughter to be president?
1: I think she wants to be president, and if her daughter can do it by proxy, it'll, she'll take it as a booby prize.
2: I mean, who's more unlikable? Uh, definitely Hillary. Yeah, that's
1: true. Definitely. Definitely Hillary.
2: Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Definitely that is true.
1: So, I obviously you you hear you know we talk about politics a lot on this show. I don't want anyone to get the impression you know because sometimes sometimes people have that thing where if you're like oh you criticize Tony Blair or Hillary Clinton you must be a conservative. No 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 no. No, 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 no,
2: no, no. Really, I don't think anyone would think we. Some people do. That
1: happens to me quite a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, totally. You criticise. Ah, that's true. If they see it out of context, it's like one or the other. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're listening to this show for the first time and all you've heard so far is me making fun of Hillary Clinton, you might just think automatically, "Well, you must be a sexist Republican." Um. So that's not strictly true. Why As, don't you
2: define your political leanings?
1: Oh, I mean, that's a terrible idea.
2: Well, I mean, I guess around about...
1: Uh, I wouldn't go as far as to say I was a Marxist-Leninist. But I wouldn't say as little as I was a social democrat. right. Okay. So, somewhere in between. So, I'm floating about in there somewhere. I have
2: how the- would you describe mine? From my Lisa runs the world and I have a plan for everything. Because I do have that and I discuss that a lot. <laughs>
1: you're, you're just a, a, a full dictator, I think.
2: Yeah, but like at You don't have nice political dictator. leanings
1: because you're just like, I'm going to be a dictator. I don't care about other people's <laughs> politics. I don't care for your system, everyone. I will be the dictator. It's sort of And this of is how Marxist. the country will work here.
2: It's sort of Marxist. It's
1: sort of Marxist, but also a little bit like, I don't know, fucking uh, Thanos from... The Avengers.
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Little bit.
1: But like, the problem I have with big thrillery Clinton, mm. and, uh, you know, she alluded to this in her letter, is that one of the things I talk about quite a lot is performative identity politics. Mm. And one of the things that really, really bothers me is that. Okay, so this is going to be. This is actually it might seem a little bit of a contradiction because I do think that a huge amount of the disdain for Hillary Clinton is because of sexism.
2: Oh, totally. Uh, I mean, she
1: absolutely would have had to work harder than any other equally slimy shitbag male politician, and she probably has got a lot more hate than anyone else.
2: But to reduce it to that, yeah,
1: to 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 to, to u- uniformly quote everything in this one definition is one of the systems by which the status quo maintains itself and that's what bothers me because
2: mm. well we, you completely take any responsibility for your fucking cunty behaviour yes. and just blame it as that also let's face it you can't say two women are equal in that situation no. like imagine Michelle Obama was running and then Hillary Clinton was running uh-huh. that's two very different women yep. everyone hates Hillary Clinton because she's a fucking weird she is just a weird lady, right? She's like someone that, like, did. We- you know, like, if you were in school with them. I'm just
1: like, chilling in Cedar Rapids.
2: She is just a really weird. Like, you know, if you were in school with them, you, like, wouldn't talk to them yeah. because they were, like, weird. And you were like, oh, I'll try. Oh, she's alone. I'll try mm. and be friends with her. But then she, like, tells you about, like, you know, mm. her, her, like, she, like, eats her snot or something. I don't totally. know. She just <laughs> yeah. does weird stuff, and then you're like, oh, that's. A- uh, I don't know what it is. She's just weird.
1: She is a bit of a... She's an odd one. It's because she's like an, a, literally like an alien attempting to be a human which a lot of politicians are.
2: That's true. That is true. Yeah, we
1: talked about... It's you like you on
2: Parks and Rec.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah that guy... It's hard out like,
2: there. Yeah, hmm, hard <laughs> out
1: there. People see a lot of politicians as that yeah. because they are because they've been like incubated in this fucking uber-privileged bubble. And
2: well, I also think they sort of reduce, they take away any of their sort of personality that could be problematic or whatever. I don't even think they've they got to sort of, develop it. Do you think?
1: I think there's a reason I said, like, not raised, but literally incubated. A politician is incubated from, apart with a few notable exceptions, from, like, The earliest Mm. point in their life. They grow up in this, like, this actual, you know, the proper bubble where, like, all their extracurricular activities or their curricular activities are all geared towards getting them ready for politics, Mm. which ultimately doesn't matter because Donald Trump's the president and he's a fucking idiot. He's one of the stupidest people I've ever seen talk. He can literally cannot throw a sentence together. Anyone who thinks Donald Trump is smart is just as stupid as him.
2: Or more stupid?
1: Not oh, equally, no. equally. Equally, because stupid. how do you? Be, how are you more stupid than Donald? That's Trump? That's
2: true. I mean, I don't think. Yeah, that's. I don't think that. Donald does, Trump has
1: that ridiculous combination of someone who's incredibly stupid but doesn't understand how stupid they are, and also thinks they're amazing. Oh,
2: the worst combination of parents! Per- yeah. when, oh, when someone doesn't understand how dumb they are, yeah. and therefore thinks everyone else is dumb, Ugh. is a terrifying combination.
1: Absolutely. But going back to what I was saying mm. about Big Hillary, right? She did get a lot of, she definitely would have had to work harder as a woman. Definitely, definitely got a lot of flack because she was a woman. But quoting everything in this ideology or the, the the sort of, the, the liberal mainstream identity politic is a massive disservice to anyone who's actually marginalised. Mm. Because it's not feminism, it's bourgeois feminism. Yeah. It's not, um racial equality it's bourgeois racial equality and you can see it from her mm-hmm. she Hillary Clinton is has a, a, a an awful history We see okay so the last couple of days everyone obviously is talking about like the the 1500 children that have gone missing um in America uh, who are detained by ice which is the immigration services mm. um so that was due to a political act that was put in in 2002 2003 Hillary Clinton voted for that. Hillary Clinton suppressed all the allegations of rape and sexual abuse about from women. You know, hashtag Me Too. Unless it's someone agrees with me politically, in which case every woman that accused Bill Clinton of rape or sexual assault is a lying bitch. That's that's how that mindset works. Totally. Um, Hillary Clinton, obviously the Libya situation, she talked about in her, her message there as well. Mm. She is essentially again we said this phone this show. American centrists are British conservatives, mm-hmm. and they're worse when it comes to imperialism, worse when it comes to to war and intervention elsewhere. Yeah. Libya was for all its flaws. Literally, the most progressive and probably one of the best places to live in Africa, and it has been turned into one of the worst that's ravaged by civil war. There's hum- human rights violations all over the shop, there's slaves being sold. And Hillary Clinton, even when she was, I think was Bill, was the governor of Arkansas, so she was like, I don't know, whatever that is, the fucking first lady of Arkansas or whatever. Yeah, she had slaves. Wow. Yeah, straight. I've had slaves. So, black, just to clarify, that's black prisoners who were working for free in the governor's mansion. So, eh, eh, slaves.
2: Ah, slaves. Yes. Um, I mean, because I guess that's the problem, isn't it? For, for for a for a woman to state that she has experienced prejudice on the basis that she is a woman, but she in fact is part of the machine that oppresses women. Hmm. She kind of that kind of negates her ability to complain about. Even if that prejudice is real, that mm-hmm. she has experienced that, mm-hmm. Um you know, it's that same way that I just feel like, uh, well, it's kind of like, you know, I was saying to you, we're talking about the whole TERF thing, mm-hmm. and I just feel like a, 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 a feminist who excludes trans women or any sort it isn't intersectional, mm-hmm. it's just not deserve the right to call themselves a feminist. Completely. And I kind of feel like that's very similar with Hillary like yeah. you can't you can't complain about the the prejudice you experienced and then uh, oppress others. It's, well, exactly. Yeah. Like it, if, it's like a moot point. It just doesn't like fuck you.
1: Totally. If you believe in intersectional Feminism or intersectional kind of equality of any kind—you have to factor in a class-based material analysis and also an internationalist analysis. It has to—you can't say, <clears throat> "Well, I am all for women. I'm standing up for women." When the worst excesses of your foreign interventions are the what the, the the most affected by foreign intervention mm-hmm. are going to be women and children because they are
2: completely. Axel so can we talk a little bit? It's like the whole problematic thing about women these certain women in power mm. well, well, what I'm talking about this is because obviously like, my so my last column that should be up, yeah, up. soonish, no no oh, no, no that, we'll, oh, the new one. Um, it'll be up um, the middle of the month or whatever, um, uh, is on a, a woman called Wu Tan who was the emperor of China and even though I think a lot of the shit accused against her is just People f- try to fuck her over. That's yeah, mudslinging, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, she definitely had some blood on her hands and was not uh, completely in- in- innocent hmm. in terms of, I'm mean, not saying she never did anything horrible. And then it got us talking to this whole idea of sort of, you know, in a way, like, you know, She's iconic and inspirational on in the fact that she's a woman that managed to achieve to do something. I mean, that to become the no-
1: emperor of China. And this
2: is around and 6, 670 something, you know. Yeah,
1: this is like literally fifth, what, 15 centuries ago?
2: Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, to achieve something like that is just mind blowing. And she'd started off as a concubine. I mean, but, I mean obviously, but obviously, like, there are, you know, it doesn't negate any bad things that she's done. And no. then, and then, you know, we were talking about, obviously, the history of Britain and women leaders. <laughs> yes. And, you know, when people always talk about, like, oh, Margaret Thatcher, like, is she an inspirational figure because she achieved something that no woman's been able to do before? Mm. And it's such a hard thing, and I have such a hard time with that, because... I hate Margaret Thatcher so much, but she did manage to, and it's and it's difficult. Because,
1: <laughs> you, you, like, you are, you're totally having a way of like, God, I hate her. She's the absolute worst. You know, she fucking experimented in Liverpool, in, like poverty experimented in Liverpool and Scotland. She fucking destroyed the union. She destroyed the fucking coal industry. She was an absolute fucking, the, the worst cunt.
2: For like the LGBTQ cunt. rights, all that kind yes, of stuff. God, Jesus. But, in the same way, it's like, you know, she was the first female prime minister, but then I feel like, it's a similar thing with Hillary, it's similar with yeah. Theresa May. It's like that weird thing where it's like on one hand, these fem- and, uh, female accomplishments, and on another hand, it's like these women. Mm. But like, I, and it's so hard because, but that's one of the reasons why I actually started that column mm-hmm. because part of it was to do with, women have so few role models to choose from and then some of the women that have done great things yeah. are these fucking monsters. Yeah. But in reality, I wanted to like recontextualise a lot of women from history yeah, like and be d- like, hey, there's actually more women than you realise.
1: Yeah, totally. And that's, I think that's ultimately the problem as well is we end up kind of lionising mm-hmm. women that do terrible things because they Thatcher being a success, you know, fucking Theresa May being a success, that fits... The narrative in which we live, mm. which is <clears throat> the status quo exists everything is fine, fucking eat your, your fucking turkey dinosaurs, shut up, don't question anything. Mm. And that's the thing, like, you talk about someone like Thatcher, there's a problem with t- someone, Th- Ther- Theresa May is a great example, right? You say, like, uh, sexism is a problem, and, you know, there's not equal opportunities in the workplace, um, if you are a woman, there's a gender pay gap, etc., Right? But then someone could just go, ah, well, you know, you say that, but look who's in charge. Problem solved. Mm. Mission accomplished. Let's move on. Oh, and
2: that's the kind of point that I made, actually, in the article about Woozy Tan. Mm. You know, like, I think I even said something someone, like, you can get a woman on the throne and mm-hmm. through the glass ceiling into the White House, which we ha- which mm. haven't yet. But actually, to be honest, that doesn't necessarily matter. I think... Part of the perception that women have never been powerful isn't actually true. Mm-hmm. It's just we don't hear about these women. And, of course, it's way imbalanced. Women are... Yeah. But it, it getting women, our wo- women, into a position of power isn't as relevant as we think it is mm. because we need to des- destroy the structures that oppress women. All women, not mm. just ah, you know... Token women into a position of power. Totally. And let's face it, I think empowered and more well, powerful female role models are hugely important. But I think, like I said, if these women are also monsters, then that, that, that becomes their defining thing. Like, yeah. to me, it doesn't fucking matter that Margaret Thatcher's a woman. It, to me, she's a fucking monster.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally.
2: And perhaps because I'm personally biased about that. But. Well,
1: interestingly, so so I actually studied English literature, as you know. Don't know why I'm telling you that, Tell yep. the microphone that, because that's like the imaginary third did person, you? imaginary third person in a conversation. Mm. Yeah, you were there. How do you remember mm, that. I do. Um, so I studied English literature, and um, part of that I did a lot, of kind of like modernism and postmodernism. So I touched on a lot of kind of feminist literature and things like that. Um, and there was, a, there's a play by Carol Churchill, Carolyn Churchill, I think. Carol? Carolyn? Forget her name. Churchill, though, is the surname. It's called Top Girls.
0: Mm.
1: And it's this amazing sort of imagined scenario where um, this the sort of uh, business, big business girl, big business boss bitch, hashtag boss bitch, is having like a, I guess like a fever dream or whatever, it's like a dinner, a dream, a dinner party with all these kind of famous women through history, like Joan of Arcs there, blah blah blah, like Eva Bronze possibly there. I forget the specifics of it. Um, but what was what I was more interested in than maybe this text was like the theory behind it, and I guess it's a lot of second wave feminism. There is this kind of investigation of what success. The kind of success that Thatcher had, for example, because mm-hmm. it's obviously quite th- heavily based on Thatcher, looked like um, as a woman and, and how it was obtained. And a big part of the theory was that success in that context is obtained not by l- the liberation of women and the freedom to, to, you know, express yourself and do well, but rather the emulation of the oppressor. So it's mm-hmm. like you basically basically in this kind of like, this, this, this female figure, oh, still female, but, um, so masculine that it's acceptable to the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And I think you see that a lot as well. You see, you know, see guys that are like, oh, I, you know, I like this girl because, you know, she's like, oh, I can just call her a bitch and fucking whatever. And she's like, get off me, loser, or whatever. She's not addressing any kind of gender inequality. She's, she's pretend, she's basically either brushing it off or pretending to be something that she's not. And, and that's mm-hmm. a way of obtaining status. But the problem is, how does that address inequality? If there's a 50-50 split of powerful people in the world between men and women, but they still act like assholes and own 99% of the wealth, even though they're only 1% of the population.
2: Well, we always talk about that, don't we? Like
1: what? What's changed?
2: How women, a lot of, especially powerful white women,
1: yeah.
2: become basically powerful white men it's, yeah, it's very
1: similar totally.
2: but in the same day i mean fuck way, you for
1: saying what i just said in like 10 minutes in like one sentence
2: well but at the same way I, I would also say is it every woman's responsibility to destroy oppression men don't have that men just get to be powerful mm. and not have this burden
1: i suppose if you're coming from the, con- the perspective of someone that does want equality then part of that is to destroy
2: Oh, completely. But
1: to sort of like, but I guess and, maybe know,
2: that's not their thing, you know. Yeah. Some people just want to take theirs and watch the world burn. You know, they don't care about. Well, that's what a lot of Hussifers. people. Yeah. Um, that's
1: why we need Stalin. Keep
0: um,
2: kidding. Um. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing with Hillary. And I know a lot of mm. people and women, in particular, kind of struggle with someone like Hillary because, mm. a way you want to be like proud that like a woman managed to get that close, you know. Mm-hmm. But in the same way, you're like, oh, she's such a. Bitch.
1: And this is it. And like this this blanketing of people as being misogynist for disliking her as a woman. Not because she's a woman, but just as, as someone that happens as to as a be person, a woman. as a person, yeah. You know, this is a class of people that don't actually care about social justice or equity or equality or anything like that. All they care about is... The, the the idea that they could be as successful as Hillary Clinton one day, or that they can protect their money or whatever, because ultimately their analysis, their identity politics is A, completely performative, they don't fucking mean it, but even what they actually do say does lack any kind of sense of class-based analysis, any internationalist analysis, and the problem with it is that ultimately what it means is if you're a fucking poor woman they don't give a shit about you. If you're an uneducated woman, they don't give a shit about you. If you're a woman in the third world, they don't give a shit about you. And if you don't care about that much, that percentage of women, or black people, or LGBTQ people, or any other minority, disabled people, anything then you don't fucking care about it at all. You're just using that as a tool with which to, to further the status quo because you know that you profit and benefit from the status quo. And that is the problem I have with Hillary Clinton. I cannot criticise her politics without being accused of sexism. Whereas in reality, I don't care what gender Hillary Clinton is. I don't care whether she is fucking gay, straight, man, woman, trans. I don't give a flying fuck because I hate her politics first and foremost. I don't like like Obama same he's the same to me he, he gets the exact same criticism from me as far as I'm concerned Hague war crimes and the issue that is the difficult as well I'm not complaining I'm not being like oh poor marginalised little boy I don't get to criticise someone because she's a woman but what I do want you a to, little bit I mean I completely am yeah. that's <laughs> exactly what I'm doing but um I just it's it's frustrating because I also see it happening to women and to people of colour who criticise as well and that's that's Well, can i just also say issue. see
2: the point i made about this this getting this one person in this position isn't actually as significant as we all think it is is actually completely uh, completely kind of not proved but like mm. you could use that as an example in as obama you know getting uh, an african american into the white house was this hugely significant yeah. event. But let's face it, things have not got better no. for African-Americans in America.
1: And it's hard to say whether they've got worse or whether we're just more aware of them being worse now, but it didn't have this I effect. I think it's definitely Representation worse. is not enough. Mm. Equality is not representation. Same way that Thatcher being the Prime Minister didn't solve you know, inequality towards women in Britain in the 80s, Obama did very little.
2: Do you remember the video with Hillary and she was like an alien or whatever? She drank the glass of water. Yes, and
1: she spat out the alien egg.
2: I mean, that's the thing with Hillary. She does weird stuff that you're just like, what is she doing? I
1: mean, what? seriously, what was that don't, alien I, egg? Like? I yeah. Because well, I am it? like, well, I don't have an answer for that. I normally have an answer for things. That uh, one, I'm like, oh, no, literally she is an alien. Yeah,
2: that it's was It's too weird. big to be an olive. It was weird. It was weird.
1: It looked like a giant olive, an egg-shaped olive. Yeah, and why it was it in, was it in, was in her mouth it. the whole time? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it was some sort of trick of light, and it was actually just like flame or something.
1: No, it's so subtle. I mean that 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 is the color of your flame. You should not be running for president. You should be running to the hospital. You should be Pokemon going to the hospital.
2: Does she say that phrase? Pokemon? Yes. Oh my
1: God, young people, we need to get to, get them a Pokemon go to the polls.
2: Oh no. Yes. See, this is the reason. I mean, this is it. Just that one thing alone <laughs> is just enough to be like. No, Hillary. Yes. No. Yeah, that's... but she is just like some like out of touch old white woman that like is putting yeah. on like a backwards baseball cap and like carrying a skateboard and being like, "Hey, kids!" Yeah, like
1: a substitute teacher that comes in like <laughs> flips the chair the wrong way around yeah, and sits yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. Like, hey, you can you don't have to call me. You, you know, my name's Mrs. Clinton, but you can call me Hill Dog.
2: Yes, totally. You know? Like what's, hills. What's chilling? Hills. What's
1: chilling? Flip daddies. <laughs>
2: yeah try things. to like sla- like do handshakes with everyone yeah. people are just like what bones in people and people are just like no like that's that's the problem with her oh
1: I dislike her I dislike her, I her, dislike her.
2: yeah but yeah. We,
1: we had uh, I guess something of a kind of flashpoint about this at one point because you were you know you were you were annoyed with me because I'm like well you're criticising yeah so Dave
2: like- was very vocal all the time mm. about me. you were very very pro bernie as a, a you know a most reasonable person would be um and you were very, very, very critical towards Hillary to the po- to the point of it, it. It bugged me. It did because. And my point was like because you, I think you got kind of you didn't understand why I was kind of mm. I wasn't this Hillary supporter, but I think as any woman, there it is would, that. It would kind have been of,
1: very nice, absolutely. yeah. And
2: it, there is that you know, and I'm I've just criticised him. Said, I he was, I, I, said it isn't said it isn't the 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 thing that we think it is, and it's hmm. you know all that, but at the same time. Part of me, part of me is like that. Would have been a really big, um, amazing well, totally.
1: moment. And I you know I've just said like you know Obama's presidency didn't do anything for race relations, but that's not strictly true because so many times I see like black people talking about like their well, parents think, crying. Well, or, I think let's even in face this it, country, let's like, face it,
2: for every little kid that's grown up since Obama's been president, every little African American kid can maybe dream mm. a dream that they maybe never would have thought possible. And that's why these things are important. Yeah, it's just that's why these issues are very complex. It's just. My issue is don't see it as this blanket great thing that's going to change the world. Hmm. It is a great thing, and it is it could be a good thing. Totally. But just let's just hope that the first female. I mean, look, it's already ruined. Female mm. prime ministers in Britain are already fucking dog shit. Yeah. I mean, Margaret, good god, and her fucking demon <laughs> sister, fucking yeah. Theresa May. Fuck me, they are fucking horrible, horrible, right, horrible human beings. But you know, we could get a good American president, mm. the first female. But I mean, I'm glad it's not Hillary because she's a bitch too.
1: And I think like a lot, a lot, a bit of time has passed since you kind of chewed me out and and kicked my ass for, you know, being kind of more, probably more anti Hillary than, than I should have been or, 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 you know, is kind of savoury or whatever. But what I would say is having had time to reflect on it and think about it while talking just now. My issue isn't necessarily with her in particular, but my issue is with this, again, this continued protection of the status quo. Bernie Sanders, not a perfect politician by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I know he's like the same age as Donald Trump or like younger or something, whatever, but I mean, he looks like the Crypt Keeper, let's be honest.
2: Yeah, he doesn't Doesn't look like a healthy man. He doesn't look like a
1: well man. Probably wouldn't have been the best choice, although he's made it halfway through so far. Anyway, by the by by. but my issue is that I almost saw Hillary as like a human shield that has been used by the establishment to maintain control whereas Bernie was someone who was actually putting into words in a political sphere things that normal people feel which you'd think you think politics is doing, but until someone actually, when someone actually does it, you realize, oh, holy shit, yeah, no, I am really pissed off about income inequality. I am really pissed off about, I don't know, in this country, the state of the NHS, in America, the fact that, uh, fucking getting an ambulance to the hospital and having a doctor put a fucking thermometer up your arse costs $14,000 or whatever. I think like having certain and that then the Hillary, Hillary Clinton to me was
2: <laughs> up the ass, yeah, up do the dogs. ass, yeah, so whatever.
1: That's how we do it in okay. America. Don't don't mm. question me on that. Don't email us about it either. Uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton to me was you know was Tony Blair was fucking Gordon Brown was John Major was Thatcher was just this this continuation of of. Everything that I'd been taught to believe was the only way that decisions could be made was through establishment politics, through these like systematically appointed and protected political machines.
2: But you these also had to be made aware of the, the because of your privilege. The uh-huh. element that you had forgotten was that, as a woman, to see a woman in the White House in charge of mm. the most, you know, most powerful country in the world would be a really significant moment. Totally. For us. And, you know, and that's the, that's the sad thing about yes. it, you know, because as a woman, you can't, you know, all every little girl being born may not think. That these things are all an option, an an option for her, you know, yeah, because absolutely. she doesn't have the representation out there.
1: Totally, and it would have been fucking awesome to like pure double or back to back, first black president, first female president. What a win that would have been!
2: And it's so funny how far back we've came, and now we have just some crazy monster that who is... seems like, you know, Donald Trump's like a wild, wild west.
1: President almost. Right, Do you know what I mean?
2: Is, like, yeah. what's even happening? President fucking rooting tooting. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, he yeah, is, not he? Uh, let's, let's save that discussion for a different day, though, because I think we could talk about that for an hour at least. Completely. About the the reason that. Yeah, that's fine. Let's we'll just uh, keep you in suspense there. It's coming soon, just like the incel episode.
2: <laughs> I think, yeah, Hillary just.
1: What's your advice to Hillary? She did write us that letter, which is very nice of her. Thanks for taking the time, ma'am.
2: I mean, honestly.
1: Get out of politics. Stop. Leave us alone.
2: Well, that too. But also, she needs to be become a real person. That's the problem yeah. with Hillary. Hillary,
0: mm. and
2: I, I guarantee, right, Hillary doesn't understand why people don't like her. Yeah. And it's because she's not a real human being. There's no realness to her. Yeah. There's no soul. Um. And in reality, I think she needed to understand the significance of what she was doing. Yeah. And she didn't. She didn't do that. No. And, it, you know, I'm not saying as a woman I should criticise another woman for the job she's doing, but you know mm. what, fuck it. If I was trying to be fucking Prime Minister, which I think I should be, yep. uh, I think I should be Queen of Scotland, but I think Scotland should be independent and I should be made Queen of it. But, I mean, that's by the way.
1: Oh, interesting. A Scottish monarchist. A bold choice.
2: Well, just because I prefer the term Queen mm. more, uh, you know... Mm-hmm. I mean I'm not gonna have any kids so it won't continue after I die, so i well, the anyway,
1: just into chaos. Well that would Libya.
2: No, oh, well I'll just pick someone new. Okay. Um anyway, yeah, I just think as a woman she needed to understand the the burden and the importance of what she was doing, the significance of it, and act the significance of it rather, and actually be responsible to that.
1: Mm. Yeah, like, totally. Like, are you are you being a, a figure for all women to look up to if all you're concerned about is your legacy?
2: Completely, and that's the problem for me. Like, she's, it was completely selfish, everything that she was doing. And again, you know, just because she's a woman doesn't mean that I, she has to be not self... You know, she has to be selfless and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I want her to be. As someone that represents someone that got as close as she did, she should think about... Representing women and how every woman in that country is mm-hmm. represented and the lives they have instead of just thinking of herself.
1: Totally. You
2: know, we like to think that that kind of attitude is quite a male attitude. Yeah. But you know. Totally. Gender is a construct, so none of that matters. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so I have two closing closing things to okay, say.
2: Cool.
1: Number one, uh, during the two thousand and eight uh, presidential Democratic primary. Hillary Clinton's campaign released pictures of Barack Obama wearing quote-unquote Muslim garb because they wanted to freak everyone out because he was brown.
2: Oh, really? Yep.
1: And number two, oh, wow. encouraging in the 2016 primaries, Hillary Clinton Clinton's encur- campaign encouraged the media to focus on Donald Trump because they wanted him as an opponent because it would be an easy win for them. So there are two little, just a, some, just a little touch of contextual well, let's information about not blame Hillary HRC. for
2: Donald Trump, but also... Well, it kind of was
1: her fault a touch.
2: I mean, I don't think she solely did that, but yeah. No, not okay. personally.
1: She didn't, like, fucking cast a vote for him or whatever. I'm just saying, you know, how 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 blinkered are you that you think that's a good idea?
2: Who's worse? Margaret Thatcher, Theresa May, Hillary? Thatcher. Then who? May. Than Hillary last because yeah. she didn't have actual power yet. Yeah, that's
1: true. I agree. What I think what uh, Theresa May, not Theresa May, I think Hillary Clinton did in, in Libya was one of the most disgusting things of all time.
2: Of but, all but, time. Yeah, of all time. Of all, all time, time of all time. Yeah,
1: literally, the, I I the, no, that, the absolute, worst. <laughs> the absolute worst. No, uh, no, that was an exaggeration. <laughs> Obviously, out, out of the three of them, in terms of like their international actions, but what I would say is that. Um, I am privileged and I can only see things through my white western bubble so when I think about actual policy at home she's probably the best for me. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay. N- next problem.
1: Next problem. Yeah.
2: Ooh. You're not even prepared. I am prepared. Look at you. How dare you. you. Unlocking your phone. I mean
1: I'm not unlocking any phone. I'm actually uh, I'm opening this envelope <gasps> mm-hmm. that has our name and address on the front because it's a writing from a listener. Oh. Thank you Lisa. I'm
2: excited.
1: <clears throat> okay you ready for this my boy?
2: Yeah I'm excited.
1: Hello Mona, Lisa and Dave. First off, I wanted to say I love this podcast. You guys are awesome.
2: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Secondly, I feel bad for the girl who had the boyfriend who sticks pillowcase corners in his ears. Like, really? What do you do in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like I, I as soon no sooner had we finished that problem than I forgot that it happened ever. Yeah. because I I didn't know what advice to give that person did you uh, no we were just kind of, that was, I think we were probably the most dumbfounded by that than anything else
2: I mean I don't know sometimes I think I should be more worried that I never know what you're going to present to me really? and then I'm just like I don't I mean the only time I actually remember being worried was last week okay why just because I felt like I'm my advice was kind of like you need to distance yourself from that person but then I was also like, you know, not you know, I'm not saying necessarily you have to do that, but mm. you need to have boundaries. I just felt like that could be advice that could affect someone's life and that I'd be responsible for it. Right? And they'd come after me if it went wrong.
1: I think they'd I would, would love that though. And we got some feedback. The advice was good.
2: I would love that if someone came after me. It would be so dramatic.
1: Well, we've got we've got like MI5 like listening to this podcast. I'd write a book about it. You're a and it would be called Like Through the
2: Darkness, which I think is Sydney's book in scream I am in
1: the middle of reading a letter, you know that, right? Okay, now to my problem. Normally, when I have problems, the first thing I do is go to Google and see how other people handle their similar situations. But I'm at a bit of a loss here, so hopefully you two can share your experiences with this, if you have any. I, 25 female, just recently got out of a relationship. I was the dumpy. We were on a break leading up to the breakup because all I could think about was whether she would want to be with me while I lived in Japan for who knows how long while she stayed in the States. We were together for five years and had been long distance before, but not super relevant. A few weeks after the breakup, I went to Tinder for the first time in my life, not looking for anything in particular, just possible friendship and fun. I did match with someone and was visiting Japan with his cousin, and I hung out with them for two days. On the last night, I bonded with my Tinder match, and now we are friends. I did get some feelings for him, but obviously, nothing can come of it. I'm telling you all this because it's made me realise that I can become easily emotionally dependent on people. I just recently found out that term after googling, haha. I did notice that before and after going on the break with my ex, whenever I hung out with people or went somewhere, I always had the thought in the back of my mind like, oh, I wish my girlfriend were here, or it would be better if she were here, instead of living in the moment and having fun, etc. After parting ways from my Tinder match, I felt like I had just left the one person who I could vent to about anything and was interested in me and my life in that way, the way my ex used to be. It's been a couple of weeks since my Tinder match and I parted, and I've gone through a lot of realisations. I have a lot of hobbies, I'm into arts and crafts, and I've been hanging out with my friends and being present in the moment. Back to swiping left on Tinder. I love my job, I'm happy. But there's still this space when I'm wanting someone to fill, make me feel better about myself, want to know me, and vice versa. Google says to find that in yourself, but how do I do that? Let me know what you guys think. Thank you so much.
2: I love this person's Google and stuff.
1: Yes. Yes. That's how I deal with 99% yeah,
2: totally. like
1: of everything <laughs> in my life. I'm like, I'm sad today, Google, why am I sad? <laughs> Honestly, so I'm not even... i sounds like I'm even facetious, i totally No, 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 yeah,
2: totally.
1: That's a tricky problem.
2: Well, yeah, and it gave me loads of thoughts, because, do you know, like, I remember when I was younger, and, and it's, it's difficult, because it's hard. I feel hard advising on this, because it sounds slightly hypocritical, because we've been together so long Mm -hmm. so I'm like how can I talk to someone Mm. who's dealing with stuff like that when you know I just happen but when I was younger I remember being in uni and like a lot of people I knew had had kind of long term relationships Mm. through uni and stuff and I always felt like that wasn't a great idea because I felt like you know you needed to be young and have that period of like That sounds so cliche to be like, getting to know yourself and stuff. Yeah,
1: but that's totally true.
2: And not even just, I don't even think it's necessarily a partner. A lot of the time people kind of lose themselves in a relationship Mm -hmm. and it becomes very much like us Mm -hmm. or, you know, instead of me and them, you know. But at the same time, it's like, then I also was like, I'm a twin, so I've always had someone. Mm. I'm just i oh, what can I advise on this? But yeah. I mean I think actually having a twin taught me a lot about relationships though. Yeah. Because a lot of twins are like weirdly like too reliant on each other. And me and my twin are very incredibly, incredibly close. Like we talk most days or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there isn't this, there isn't, there needs to be like an independence of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I, is is quite important that I learned in a relationship. Yeah. That even though you're together and you're a unit, you're still very much separate individuals. Yeah, totally. And I think, but there is a tendency, I'm kind of on this weird rant that I'm trying to explain yes. my position in it. But it's so hard because I do think that as human beings, we want to have that intimate connection with someone. Mm hmm. We want to like, and I do think for most people, if you don't have a relationship, mm-hmm. in whatever form that you want it, you will have a kind of longing.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, a kind of, an, 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 un, un, you know, that unsatiable sort of hunger. Mm. And I don't think that's necessarily wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I guess it's wrong if it's almost taken to an unhealthy place. Like, yeah. you know, you can't be single or yeah, you can't ever totally. do anything alone.
1: Well like um <clears throat> obviously like I'm a bit older now and I've known a lot of people in my life and and I was trying to explain this to you the other day. I'm not very I'm not very good at articulating things and I'm not very physically observant of the world around me but I'm really observant about other people Mm -hmm. and it always interested me the way that people acted in relationships because you could take a human being that was your friend and this fully formed personality but being in a relationship with someone would just bring out this kind of person that I just I almost like didn't know I was Mm -hmm. like what is this behaviour like it's toxic a lot of the time very toxic Mm -hmm. behaviour and um, as the years have gone by most of if not all of those people have started to just sort of settle down into much healthier, more um, quote-unquote normal relationships now. They have less of the kind of bad tendencies. And it's not necessarily, you know, having this dependency that you're talking about, but it would come up in a lot of different ways. They could be possessive, they could disappear into themselves, they could be volatile, they could be um, angry, they could be obsessive. There's a lot of different ways that this sort of toxicity can come out. And it just makes me think, like, makes me think of that poem, They fuck you up, your parents do.
2: Because
1: mm. what you talked about people like getting to know themselves, I think a lot of the time what getting to know yourself means is undoing all the kind of negative energy or the negative... um Impact that certain things have had on your life. Oh, like,
2: really? That's how
1: you interpret that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That's well, that, Well, I mean, think about it, right? For me, it was a, you know, getting to know myself and and meeting you and and getting on with my life was this kind of attempt to get over the emotional structure that all the bad things in my life had done before that. Mm. Um, and you know that for that particular reason, I was, I guess, the opposite to you. I kept people very, very distant. Um, I was very, very afraid of rejection. Not so much, and a little bit of an intimacy. I craved intimacy so much, but I was also too terrified of the rejection to mm-hmm. actually pursue it. Um, and that's something that I've been coping with and trying to better for years and years. So mm-hmm. I think like there's, there's probably something in your life, or if you think, basically, what I'm trying to get, get to in the end here is. Um, I think what you're doing at the moment is really good. Being really mindful, living in the moment. Um, you, you're single, which I think is probably the right place for you to be well, right now. I mean, but what I would say is that Lisa's just put me off and, and I can't remember what I was going to say now.
2: Sorry, did I actually?
1: Um, yeah. Oh, I felt like it was, a, I was, it was ah. going to be it. It was probably the best advice I was ever going to give. <laughs> it was going to just solve all the problems.
2: <laughs> well, what I was going to say was, I actually don't think this person has a problem. Is that a bold of... That is bold. Sometimes and especially the way we're inundated with information mm. now, I think sometimes it can be really hard to like not f- feel like we're not measuring up in terms of like, <coughs> let's face it, we're all not eating healthy enough, we're not exercising enough, and we're mm. not we're not emotionally healthy enough, and we're we're not we're not handling our friendships well enough, and we're too consumed in our relationship, or yeah. we're not in he- healthy, you know, and it's it's so much, and I think almost in a way that you're kind of trying to be. More perfect than is possible. Mm-hmm. I actually think that there's a definite awareness over being too. Co- I don't think this person's consumed in a relationship or anything. I think yeah. that you actually have quite having an awareness of something. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time means that you aren't going to do that. You know what I mean? And I think. Understanding the importance of being alone and and having a relationship, having having a life outside a relationship, I think you've clearly established that you know that's important. And I think you know what I mean. And I almost think that I think twenty five is a good age to be single. And you know, although Mm -hmm. yeah, I wasn't when I was twenty five. We were together then, right? Yes, I forget. But like, I think that's a good age. But. I wouldn't worry about starting a relationship with someone again. Mm. I, I, Again, I wouldn't say ru- don't rush it and don't uh, let yourself be consumed. Keep your own sort of interest. And I think sometimes you just want your partner there because a lot of the time it's the the, your, the the person that you like the most in the world. I think as long as you can do things mm. like, you know, that, that, that way where you always have, like, that one friend that like brings her boyfriend places that you're like, oh, my God, why is he here? Yeah. Like, you know, if you all go to like a girly thing and then that one friend brings a boyfriend and you're mm-hmm. like, why? Why is the Why? That's, you know, don't become that type of person. But I don't know. I don't even know. really know there's a problem.
1: So I see where you're coming from from this. What I, what I think about it is that if I think about the people that I was speaking about who I've known in my life who've maybe not had the most healthy attitude towards a relationship... All of those people certainly lack the level of introspection that you've got.
2: Mm.
1: Reaching out and speaking to someone about it. I mean, Googling it, fuck, even as much as Googling it shows that you there's a level of self-awareness you have that a lot of other people don't have. And the way that, you know, for, for the people that I'm talking about, the people that I'm thinking about, the way that they've ended up um, settling and becoming healthy and more kind of self actualized with their relationships was just through... Almost trial and error by having bad relationships, but they're never uh, no, you know, they're every every sort of subsequent relationship was a little bit more healthy until they reached the point where they're just sort of ah chill on a level and they, you know that's they did it without introspection of any kind like I don't think any of them may even think back like why did I act like that mm. um, they just it is what it is it was what it was. Now I think you've got the introspection and Lisa too I, th- I think is actually right here.
2: Well, and I also think part of it, I don't even think it's necessarily to with relationships. Part of it is the craving to for intimacy or co- connection with people. Mm-hmm. And that can be met in a relationship, in a friendship, in different ways. And I think that's something as human beings that I think it's... I don't think enough people acknowledge how important that is. Totally. And I think a lot of us have a longing for that that we don't even realise that we have. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because ultimately, human beings are social, mm-hmm. and we all want to be known mm. really significantly. Mm-hmm. You know, we all want these connections with people, and part of it, I think, seems that that's kind of the the missing element. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of people carry with them, and it's hard because sometimes it can feel like. You may never achieve that. Yeah, I mean, I think you probably felt like that, right? Totally,
1: hundred percent, absolutely did, yeah.
2: And I think so. I guess, and I could say that. I guess that's that's a, the problem. But like, there's not really much you can do about that until you meet that person that will yeah. fulfill that need. You know. Mm-hmm. But I think having an awareness of that and and, and even understanding that that kind of longing. Mm-hmm. Shows quite a, a kind of
1: emotional maturity.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So basically, you're fucking amazing. Keep it up.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I just would when you were reading the problem out. I was kind of like, I don't know if there's even a problem yeah, here. Yeah,
1: it's a little bit like you've kind of like a not found a problem and solved it yourself, and you were asking us. But I do genuinely think like the the the. the the ability to have the introspection that you have just now, to be able to recognise when you're behaving a certain way that you don't deem to be healthy. But I think that's phenomenal. That's I will, great.
2: Well, and I will actually say as well, sometimes mm-hmm. it can be really hard to de- to realise things like that but to not have anyone else to talk about it. Totally. And I think that's why it seems like it's a problem that you have. Because if you're not able to bounce this off someone else that's kind of on equal playing to you, level to you mm-hmm. it may seem like you've just got this thing that no one else has. Totally. But in reality, every every human being, I think, feels that thing. Mm-hmm. It's just most people don't have the ability to, to articulate that sort of bother. Yeah,
1: they just kind of go with it and they're like, why am
2: I sad? Everyone wants... Everyone wants someone to know them. You know? To feel like that if they were to die, someone would remember them and if someone knows everything about them inside and out and accepts them. Hmm. Everyone wants that. But just most people don't realise. So they fill that hole with other stuff because they think that's yeah. what they want. So they fill it with stuff and food or... Yeah. Yeah. Alcohol or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think you'll find it, and I think that you'll find it without being consumed by it. I think you'll be you'll find it, but still be able to be yourself because that that awareness that you've developed is your brain learning how to be the person you want to be.
2: Yeah, so trust your gut in a way, I would say, because. And I think you know, they talked a little bit about the tender person and everything, and maybe maybe that you know maybe that person is meant to be someone significant in your life, maybe not. But don't let circumstance influence your gut too much, because when we met, I was leaving, I I planned to leave where we where where I where I went to uni, where I were from, Dundee. Mm-hmm. And I was leaving, I planned to leave, and I was like, I'm going to be here for like a month yeah. or whatever. I have no plan, no, no, I didn't want to meet anyone. I had no interest in that. And that's when I met Dave. Mm-hmm. And it just happened that you were also moving to Glasgow. Yes. Um, When we moved through here the first time. But like, technically, circumstance-wise, it was kind of bad timing in a way.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But like, if I had let that influence me, and I did consider it. I did think, oh, this is just... yeah." I, I'm I, you know what I mean i I'm starting a new journey in life. I don't want to have this is wrong timing, but if i let that influence me too much, then you know we wouldn't be together,
1: yeah, keep your options open,
2: yeah, and trust your gut it's obviously it's obviously a good gut,
1: damn right, hope that helps <laughs> yeah now, on the subject of guts,
2: oh no God. Did I, did I, keen un- listeners unintentionally theme it.
1: Keen, keen listeners may have picked up on the fact that I bring diarrhea into the uh, the discourse from time to time.
2: Yeah, we've had some feedback that Dave talks about diarrhea a lot. What
1: can I say? I have a lot of diarrhea. I like to express myself. But
2: you're so vocal. Like, I mean, honestly, he's he's like this all the time. I don't even
1: have diarrhea that often. I just think it's funny to say diarrhea.
2: Well, but you just talk anyway, about your toilet anyway, situation so often. Anyway, it's
1: just anyway. <laughs> I
2: don't want to hear about it <laughs> New
1: problem. <laughs> yes. Are you ready? This is this is honestly so good. Okay, so this is from Reddit, and it is honestly the most amazing thing you'll ever hear. Possibly, okay, I'm excited. Are you ready? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> we went to a local music festival last night with some friends. A few hours in, we were all very drunk, including her. I needed to pee, so I went to one of the porta potties on site. The rest of the group came with me, some also needing to go. My girlfriend had the idea to play a joke on me by tipping it over. She got two of her friends to help her do this. They pushed it forward, and before I knew what was happening, I was covered in all the waste flowed out from the toilet oh tank. Oh my god. It was absolutely fucking disgusting.
2: Oh my god. And I
1: couldn't get out because the fucking door was under me. They had to roll it over while I was screaming to be let out and I heard them laughing. My clothes were soaked in literal shit, and I also threw up, adding that and all the beer I drank to it. I kept puking from the waist on top of being drunk. Oh. Then my girlfriend started to dramatically worry, yelling, was I okay, and it was just a joke. She was still kind of laughing, though. She said she didn't think it would, be, it would actually fall over. I couldn't even look at her. I was so embarrassed and disgusted I just wanted to go home. I left once I could stand without puking, without saying a word, but I was so mad. I still am. Luckily, my friend was a stand-up guy and came after me to drive me home. I don't really remember, but I must have stripped before getting in his car and he had a towel to cover myself. He got me home. I don't remember taking a shower, but I must have before I passed out. I woke up today to a bunch of missed calls and texts from my girlfriend. Most drunken apologies with a lot of lol and asking if I was okay. Some were totally incoherent. I guess she kept drinking after I left. I'm still so angry. I don't want to talk to her or see her at all. Not just about the toilet, but about how she stayed for the rest of the concert after I left, like nothing happened. It's like she didn't care whatsoever. It was all a huge joke to her. She even let her friend record it. I haven't been online yet, so for all I know, it could be on social media right now. <sighs> even if she didn't mean it, she badly humiliated me in front of all our friends and whatever other people there saw it. This will never be forgotten, especially if it ends up on the internet. This is the single most disgusting thing that's happened to me ever. All because she thought toppling a port potty sounded like a brilliant prank, WTF. Basically, I don't know if I can look at her the same now. In the interest of fairness, she's never done anything like this before to me or anyone else. We've been together for almost two years. She's not someone with a history of pranking people. She's also been drunk plenty of times and never done anything gross, so I can't entirely believe it was just because of that. Would it be overdramatic of me to break up when this was out of character for her? No. What do I respond to her? Oh my
2: god. I
1: would... Never. I would kill you.
2: So right. I would Wait, actually kill you. I mean fucking hell, what a horrifying, horrifying thing to do to someone. Right. Can I just say in her defence? Right, okay. What? No. No, so, well let's balance it out. She okay, she's never done anything like that. I'm sure plenty of people are guilty for pranks kind of take gone awry mm-hmm. or yep. you know, whatever. Perhaps she didn't actually even understand that all the waste would fall out. Maybe she's, I don't know, maybe she's that dumb, right? But I think ultimately, not never to justify that prank because what the fuck were you ever thinking? No. But I think, as I said, plenty of people, especially people that don't do pranks, Mm -hmm. have that could definitely be guilty for like taking something way too far to the point of being so inappropriate. But the fact of the matter is, it was her afterwards. Yeah. The fact that she didn't, she made them, so their other friend take him home. Yeah. Like, the fact that she had to cover himself with that, like, bitch, you take off your clothes and give them to him because you are, this is your fault. The fact that she just stayed, continued, <laughs> like, that is a real bitch. Like, you need to fucking break up with her, but then, but, that's how they broke up. Mm hmm. Why did you break up or whatever because of this? And it's two years.
1: Push me over a porta potty. I do it. You push me over. You push me over door down in a porta potty, and poo got in my mouth. I would fucking break up with you so hard. I swear to you, God,
2: you wouldn't. You wouldn't.
1: Yeah, I fucking would. you
2: right. Right, but what? I right, swear to you're God, god I would. you not putting contact. So wait, what if I was like, oh my god, and I've like made up for it, and it was really handled oh, yeah, it really well? That, no, that's fine. Right.
1: No, if, I mean, I still would. I mean, I'd never forgive you. But I wouldn't break up with you. I would like hold over you till the day uh, like, my dying yeah, day. That's true. But like, if you filmed it, pushed it over, no, I laughed mean, laughed at me, hell. and then went and got fucked up, like, got yeah, well, this is fine. I'll just keep partying.
2: Also, let's face it, right? He clearly wasn't okay from like said so he didn't remember getting in the car. And yeah, remember, like, yeah, you're not going to be okay like that. He could be seriously ill from that. That's true. You should have taken him to the fucking hospital.
1: Yeah, but I think it's America, so they probably couldn't afford
2: it. That's true. But like. Oh, oh my god like I, Can I just can't imagine? imagine for someone to have never done something like that before yeah. to just do that and then respond in that way it's so odd
1: it is well honestly like one of the most disgusting like I will be haunted forever by the sight of the inside of a festival port well do you
2: remember the, on like Jackass or something they yes, did that yes. and it was honestly I literally yeah, couldn't vital, even watch it vital. it was so v- so they,
1: they put a port-a-potty in a bungee, bungee jump which was awful
2: well, they did someone else. and I remember them twisting it. One of the guys was locked inside, and they remember them they said to "No, just didn't,
1: didn't they have it in, in, like on struts on like?" I commute, don't remember that. Elastic, and they bungee jumped it into the Maybe air. Maybe they
2: did multiple things with it. Anyway, no, I just remember them tipping it over or
1: right. Well, it's disgusting, like regardless. Yeah, but they had
2: a camera inside it, and it was it was a pu- it was a pure terrifying. Of it was awful. It was I mean terrifying just being trapped in a box and tipped yeah, over. That's true. That's just terrifying
1: To be honest, if I'm in a box and you tip me over, I'd probably be really angry with you. I'd be stuck on the ground. I wouldn't be able to get <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, like a bug. Also, if you're claustrophobic and you're trapped, well, that's my Because uh, I'm
2: quite claustrophobic, so imagine being like claustrophobic, that covered in me.
1: other people's shit.
2: I mean, honestly, and you know what? I couldn't even enter a porta potty because mm. my sense of smell is like crazy intense. And the
1: thing is, and is and what, like, what that
2: would destroy me.
1: And the thing is as well, with a porta potty, like it mentioned in the letter, there's all this like fluid. They have to keep fluid in there because that, I don't know, I guess like it makes it less disgusting than well, it's
2: for It's like poo's. toxic though.
1: Yeah, of course it's fucking. Does a kid in his
2: eyes, in his mouth, Up like his
1: nose, in his like ears, in his butt? Hell. Crack.
2: I mean, okay. <sighs> Calm down.
1: God, the, the butt crack's the I mean, worst.
2: it's not going How is there, it? It's dangerous. You could there, be blinded if it goes in your eye. Yeah, but what But if, it's in your butt crack.
1: Yeah, what if someone else's poop gets into your butt and then you get some sort of weird poop butt disease?
2: So, I just... I mean, it's so odd though for the fact that this person's just never done anything like that to just do that. Yeah, what right? a weird. I mean, maybe she wants to split up with him, but she didn't have the balls. So well, she that was like, that. i mean, you just... didn't
1: have the balls to break up with him." Well, to well I've them. done that before. You've pushed someone I just, over a reporter party. No,
2: where I, 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 you know, I didn't want to go out with anyone in, someone anymore. So I just became a real bitch, to more, re- more re- of a bitch re- really than I normally am. Right. Okay. Yeah, to just force them to do it. Uh,
1: so maybe
2: that's her thing. I don't know.
1: I think, like, being mean to someone and being an absolute fucking asshole to someone and making them eat shit, literally, I'm sorry. is probably sorry. big imagine, difference. Could you imagine?
2: See, when he was like, oh, my friend, good guy, I'm like, seriously? Like, like th- that's some pretty low expectations of people, you know? I know,
1: right? Like, now, uh, what I would say about his friend as well is that he seemed to be one of the ones that pushed it over. See, this guy, very forgiving.
2: He is. Very forgiving.
1: forgiving guy. Oh, man, You're sorry right. about that. Because she didn't push it,
2: up, push it over. It's quite hard to tip them over. Because yeah. they're weighted.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. You know, It's going to take at least three to four people of effort, I think.
2: Ah, uh, Two or three people could do it, yeah. What a shitty thing to do. What if a, what if a baby
1: had been underneath that and it had fell on the baby? <laughs> hmm? I mean, the baby. You thinking about that, did you?
2: <laughs> it's... Reckless. <laughs> I just... Again, I, I part of me's trying to put myself in her shoes, right? And she's all like, "Man, nah, and she's like, called Kelly or whatever. And she's like, wouldn't it be so funny to, like, push this? And, you know, I mean, she's just like, eh, yeah. right? And everyone's like, Ugh, would it? And then everyone's all, and, you know, they're all, like, called Chad or whatever. And they're all, like, drunk. I don't know, like, Kelly,
1: what if, what if the poop gets in his butt and he gets a poop butt disease? No, and then
2: her friend's like, oh, my God, that would be so funny. And then they all do it right, and then they instantly regret it, right? And no, they
1: don't seem to regret it. They seem to think it's fucking hilarious. Your I don't know. Wouldn't
2: you just like
1: flopping you, about and
2: shit on like the room? Vo- no, the fact Vom- that oh, the worst, just, the you, worst, oh. state, the worst part of it. Sorry, we're getting really loud because it's so awful. The worst part of it was the the fact that they did it so that he was tr- the door trapped him. Like, come on, you're not even like like.
1: I love how it was that he was like, "Oh, I was finally so able to get up without being sick." Because you oh. were stuck on the so, ground being like, sick toilet. time. they trap him in
2: there, right? He's on the ground. He can't get out because they've locked the door. The door has been locked in by the ground. Mm. Then he's like in there. They have to, he has to shout for them to roll it over. Like, you need to think about the real details of this horrifying Oof. situation. He's having to shout, like, you need to roll it over I and mean, everything. Still vomiting in there. The smell, like, I don't even think you, it, it would be undescribable. Can I just say oh. it's
1: really? he had to be sitting naked in a car on the way home. Like, still covered in shit. I mean, talking but naked. about,
2: I mean, the sh- I mean think about festivals are busy how
1: embarrassing is how that you're sitting with your towel that. and as you get pulled over by the police you're oh you've got a towel over and that's your the fucking... thing
2: it's not just you know, that's what's so awful about what she's done you know she's not just caused a horrible situation I mean, the, the shamefulness yeah, of that that's ritual humiliation oh right? wildly like it's such such a cruel thing to do to someone and to do something that cruel. But you know what? People are such cunts, right? I, I You know like I really hate people paying pranks, mm. especially to me. And I have no... Like, see if someone plays a prank on me that I don't like. Now, I don't know if people think this is inappropriate, but if someone plays a prank on me that I don't like, I will fully not tolerate it and I will respond with violence. <clears throat> Just
1: burn it to the ground.
2: Yeah, no, 100%. One time, someone played a prank on me, and I punched them in the face because I'm like, "That's not like, I do not accept stuff like that." Because you know my issue is right. I'm not
1: signed this social contract.
2: Well, it's not that. It's not that I, I'm like, mm, you can't take a joke, right? I'm like, it, what bothers me is, see, when you do something cruel to someone, you mm. you you're you're a fucking monster if you can't have empathy and acknowledge that person's heart and pain. You can't just dismiss it and say, "Oh, it's funny." Yeah. When it's actually really traumatizing to a person, um, and I know you really like pranks, but you only—do I? Well, yeah. Remember that time you put fucking what was it mulberries in
1: yeah. Martin's so, shoes? So that was that was because someone pranked me, and I was like, ah, you fucking do not prank me!" So I respond with a campaign of terror. My pranks aren't pranks; they're psychological warfare. Thank you very and much.
2: What what episode was Martin on?
1: Four, I don't know, something like
2: that. Three or four, guess. Martin Barker, Dave yeah. had a war against him.
1: Here's a little tip for you, here's a little prank tip for you. The best type of prank is not is one that keeps on giving That was time. too
2: far, I thought. So, if some,
1: for example, if someone pranks you um, and you want to get revenge on them. So what
2: did he do to instigate the pranks?
1: I don't even remember, I they threw a bit of paper at me or something, toil- I forget.
2: Plastic on the toilet,
1: no, God, no! It wasn't this. It wasn't. It was. It was literally something incredibly benign. It was just like fucking bit of paper at me, or like.
2: No, it wasn't fucking paper. At you. It was an actual prior. Remember?
1: I don't even remember.
2: Okay. Anyway. So
1: stop asking me to remember. Okay. I don't know. So I just one of my many ways. I responded. Yes, I did. I put, I put a bunch of fruit in his shoes, and that really paid off because he did not put those on for months and months. Um, but the other one was a, a bit of just a, a coating of coconut oil on the underside of an office chair arm because you're not getting that coconut oil off the office chair it's oily forever that metal's going to be oily for so every single time you push your chair back absentmindedly put your hands on it you got to go wash your hands that's a, that's just one small part of my revenge plan
2: that's the the one that was too far was the shoes
1: I disagree i think that was the, those shoes far. would have
2: to be thrown out yes that's fully mold like a whole new We'll he, he, look, listen, listen,
1: he opened Pandora's box. <laughs> right. He opened the well, Ark of the Covenant. That is a good way. He opened the Ark of the Covenant and I'm a scary ghost and I'm <laughs> in a metal of his face and that's reasonable.
2: Well, that is a good way also to deal with that. I deal with punches, but you're right. But I'll, tell you, way, I'll
1: tell you something right now. I would not have pushed him over if he was in a port potty <laughs> That's the line. The fruit in the shoes, fine. The port-a-potty pushing, that's, that's a no-no. That's an escalation even I'm not willing to take it to.
2: <laughs> right. What if someone had pranked you really bad?
1: I pushed him over the a pool. A pot, you know? <laughs> right. Well, this is the thing. This is this is unprompted. This is the guy that was trying to have a pee or a poo at a music <laughs> festival, you know, and his girlfriend pushed him over. But if one of your like friends that. fucks with you, like, of course didn't
2: you can Like, did someone try to bully you? once So you took a claw hammer to school?
1: Uh, no, you're missing out with the importance Someone tried to bully me once, by calling me gay and throwing stones at me. So I went home and shaved my head completely <laughs> bald, then chased them with a claw hammer.
2: Yeah, but then I bet no one fucked with you after that.
1: No, no, I signaled. I, I fairly signaled my intent. I very, like really that though. With.
2: It's like prison rules. Like you need to assert your mm-hmm. dominance. Oh, yeah. Away, yeah. if Yeah. People smell weakness. They will. They will jump on that. Shit. That's
1: true. So you know, sometimes you just got to fucking. And I'm not saying it it
2: like be like, because that made me sound like a bully there. Which I would never do anything like that to anyone. I don't like doing stuff. I would never. I would never knowingly cause anyone harm. I think it's fucking childish. I don't like stuff like that. But if someone is going to come for me, then I guess we're quite similar. Then yeah. they will get it back upon them yeah. tenfold. Absol- absolutely. It's like the whole witchcraft thing. You Look know, like craft, the craft. Yeah. Whatever you do, it comes back to you three times. Exactly. That's basically um, our logic.
1: My mum taught me that from a very young age. If someone hits you, hit them back twice as hard. Then I did it, and then I got in trouble.
2: Mm. What's
1: that all about? Bullshit.
2: So, I mean, how could he take revenge on the portal? But, I mean, God, what none, because it would right. be inappropriate.
1: Okay. Um, I think he need to sit her down at a dinner table and say, right, what you did to me, that really hurt me, that was humiliating. I can't believe that you have such little trust and love and, and, and kindness towards me. I can't believe that you have so much disdain for me that you would actually do that to me to publicly humiliate me in a pool of someone else's piss and shit and fluid. I think that I could never trust you again. If you genuinely love me, if you love me as you claim to do, and you want this relationship to work, you're gonna to go to that toilet. You're gonna to scoop out a dookie, and you're gonna eat it with a fork and knife in front of me, right fucking now. You're gonna eat every last bit of that shit. You will not. You'll hold her you, shit you, or you, his shit. Who cares? No, I, that's
2: important. I think his
1: shit needs to be someone yeah, else's. Yeah, because it has yeah. to be someone else's. If, you, you, if you're sick, you'll eat the sick, and that's all got to be consumed. And only then will I know. And do you know what? Like, right? I sounds a little ah, bit like mean and sociopathic one girl, one cup what I'm saying. Like... It seems a bit mean and sociopathic what I'm saying. If she can manage fifty percent of the shit, I'd probably let her <laughs> off with of it. Right? But I tell her she had to do the whole thing. Surely. I want to see her intent. If she kept trying. No,
2: surely you would, you would. What I thought you were going to say was, you would never actually make her do it. So I'm not finished yet.
1: I'm not finished yet, right? So I'd be filming this secretly, and once she was done, I'd say, I'm still breaking up with you, then I put that on YouTube.
2: Ah, good call.
1: Because I will burn it to the ground. Right. That's revenge. Cool. That's right, making someone think they can get back in your good books. Then yeah, I mean that's the only that's the only revenge that makes sense. I don't know.
2: That's over quite quickly though. I'd probably go for more of a long game.
1: What's your long game then?
2: A long game would just be to just strategically destroy every aspect of her life, just very slowly. Okay. First, before I split up with her, I would like obviously take all her information, like her social security number and all of that, and mm-hmm. I definitely go with like give it like basically just selling her identity off.
1: Viet in the shampoo. V in the shampoo.
2: That's a good one. I just in every aspect of her life i just mm. destroy it I would like make it my mission so she lost her job she like lost all her friends every aspect of her life would be gone okay, so
1: you, you would again burn it to the ground
2: yeah fully burn it to the ground so
1: what's your advice to this I probably sky? also the, the ground, last thing would be to set her
2: house on fire
1: yeah actually. burn it literally, like, literally literally and figuratively burn it to the ground
2: yeah oh
1: So, any final thoughts on the poo box?
2: I mean, fuck me, what a horrible, horrible, horrible thing to go through. I know. Again, it's just, you know, I'm quite... I'm, like, annoyingly empathetic. So, see, when I hear stories, I, like, put myself in people's shoes Mm -hmm. so much. And, again, it's the little things. Like, see, they're being trapped in the door and having to, like, beg to get out. And then the fact that even when you're out and you're spewing, the fact that one single person laughed, even, would and it seemed to be everyone was laughing but the fact that that is just like twisting the fucking knife, Yeah, the fact that you'd have to take your clothes off and you'd have to be thankful to that person driving you home because let's face it, you would fucking stink and everything but they clearly played a part in it but you'd have to be thankful to sit there in that shameful position. Oh, Oh, Oh my god, what a poor fucker.
1: Poor guy, right? Unbelievable. What
2: a fucking cunt. I wonder. I really want to know if they're still together. They can't possibly be, because you know what? If she's as I am in my head, I've made her out to be a total pure Kelly. You know, like a pure. Uh, I imagine she like makes a joke about it too soon. Yeah. Like way too soon. Yeah. Or just totally. I don't think you would ever make a joke about that. You. She never has a right to. Other people can. They
1: they can't be together after that.
2: No, they can't possibly. It's, Two it's game years over. Is, I don't know, because we've been together for like 10 million years, I sometimes think two years. Like, see when people are like, oh, we've been together two years, I'm like, pfft, nothing. Like, you know, but two years is quite a long time to be with someone. Mm -hmm. To split up after over one incident. Yeah. (laughs) You can't be together, though. It's done. No, I again, I think if she responded differently to that... Yeah, it's totally, not yeah. even the act because I guess we all make mistakes. The
1: response contextualizes the act.
2: Yeah, completely, completely, and yeah. If she'd responded differently, it would have been a, they possibly could have stayed together. But her response, he should destroy her. Destroy mm. her.
1: In conclusion. Oh. I'm trying not to bring poo up in the podcast next week because apparently I talk about poo too much. Anything, any final thoughts?
2: No, I just feel so bad. For You're that just, you just you've
1: been very emotionally, spiritually wounded by that one, haven't you? Oh, it's
2: just such a horrible. Yeah, thing Yeah, but a happened psychic wounding. That's what's just such a horrible thing that happened to someone. Yeah, getting sucks, right? Okay. I mean, I'm so traumatized by boys, I couldn't even use one. I would just rather piss myself. I think. What if you got a poopy? I mean, that's quite an exaggeration.
1: You're number two'sies.
2: I don't like. That's fine. I can hold that forever.
1: I'll number two in a bush before I go to a port-a-potty again, I think.
2: Have you ever shot in a bush?
1: I have shot in a bush.
2: Re- I haven't.
1: Just at a festival. Never out, out with a festival.
2: I've never been to a festival because, you know, like, gross.
1: I peed in a bush uh, last week. Got you short. also
2: spewed in a river.
1: I spewed in a river, peed in a bush.
2: <laughs> I've been to tons of, like... Because when I was in art school, there'd always be tons of, like... Beach party! Not beach parties, but, like...
1: Forest party! Yeah,
2: kind of. So, like, I've peed plenty of times outside but I've never shot outside. Okay, well. Yeah, so it's good for everyone to know. And I'm sorry, Dave talks about diarrhea too much, but it's just, like, art imitating life.
1: I'll keep it quiet. <laughs> okay? Okay. Okay. One, love you. two, three... But no, love wait, 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 on, 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 on
2: three? I don't know how, I don't like you do countdown. You the countdown,
1: okay. Love, okay, you, love bye. you, bye. Yes, did yes, it, nailed it.
0: Hey, hey, guys, it's MC Pantsuit. My hobby is rap music, but my passion? Defending the nation's baddest grandmother I'm talking Hillary, Ron Clinton I get upset when people say that Hillary needs to smile She's the strongest fucking person, couldn't even walk a mile In the heels of this woman had to fight her whole life Defending everything she does to the left and to the right A lawyer, first lady, senator, plus a mom Fights for justice since the age of 15 Man, come on And she did it in a man's world Shatters last feeling Still, all these little bitches Will assume she's catching feelings Fuck that, my girl's a rider Progressive freedom fighter Going up against a dude Who's a climate change denier She worked harder than her man did Still saw her grandkid And people have the nerve To ask her what her plan is The plan is to win against hatred and slurs Break it down in three words I'm with her. I can't believe put- To take off my pantsuit to reveal a more sensual pantsuit because that's what you do for the candidate you love. Not really sure I understand the logic here. The rap is trash and why are you wearing Hillary's lingerie? You've got to show your whole body everything that you have for the candidate you love. I'm not sure how appropriating Iggy Azalea's culture is going to help Hillary win though. Dance with me Cynthia. Take your pantsuit off and show us your sensual pantsuit Cynthia. No I'm good. I wonder if I'm actually hurting for chances of winning. Don't forget to vote November 8th. My goals are right.